Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Coach's Corner. I'm Coach Andrew Poretz from Ingenuity Coaching. I help people discover and fulfill their passions and greatness. My mission, to inspire and challenge you to dream big dreams, and with my coaching, help you to manifest those dreams into reality. You can visit my website at www.myfuturecoach.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach Andrew. If you're listening live and you have a question, the phone number here is 646-929-2893. You'll be able to listen to the show on the phone, and if you press number one, I'll know you have a question. We also have a live chat room right on the show page where you can feel free to join in. Tonight's guest is Kimberly Palm, the owner of Body and Mind Healing. Kimberly Palm is a stress management coach, certified meditation instructor, energy healer, author, and speaker. She has been studying and teaching stress management, meditation techniques, alternative health care, and energy healing for over 15 years. Kimberly has helped hundreds of people to transform their lives and heal their bodies. Her business motto is Heal the Planet, One Person at a Time. You can learn more about Kimberly at her website, HealYourMindBody.com. And I'm going to bring Kimberly onto the line. Kimberly, are you with me? Yes, I am. Good evening, Andrew. Good evening. And how is it where you are right now? Uh, let's see. Uh, cloudy with a little bit of sunshine because it's the West Coast here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's cloudy and cold, very cold. Well, he- here we have uh, three days to go before spring, and we're having a snow and ice and slush fest here in New York City. Wow. That's amazing. So I just thought you, you, I might get some West Coast sympathy from you. Yeah, yeah, except you got our last year's weather. We, we usually get slammed with snow all the way up into April sometimes. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I think we, that might happen here, the way things are going, because it's really kind of <laughs> crazy. So anyway, welcome to Coach's Corner. Thanks. Thanks. I'm glad to be here, and um, love your opening for the show. I love the way you... You present, uh, you know, how you're helping people. It's mm-hmm. a great presentation. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Sure. So I want to get a little bit of a, an idea of, like, how did you uh, come to do some of the things you're doing? That's, like, my first question for you, because you, you have an interesting background. Yep. And anybody who who reads your, your website will get a good idea of what you're up to. Um, right. But what's your how did you get involved in some of the things, like, mind, stress management, and meditation, and energy? Well, you know, actually, you know, even though I say I've been studying this 15 years, I've actually been studying metaphysics and and mind techniques for probably 25 years. Mm. Uh, I started studying them in college because a lot of the college, uh, I, I went to school for marketing and sales management, and a lot of the marketing and sales management gurus were really into um, uh, you know uh, so, some of this mind, you know mind kind of stuff like power of positive thinking mm-hmm. and um, I think you and I discussed our our buddy who was down in San Diego uh, what's his name Tony Robbins oh yeah yeah Tony Robbins was really big when I was in college. And a lot of these, a lot of the gurus, a lot of the original self-help gurus really became big when I was going to college, and that was back in the 80s. And I started getting interested in in what they were teaching and practicing Mm -hmm. what they were teaching and um, actually, you know, used all those techniques in my own marketing and sales careers, and I was a total rock star. I mean, everything I sold I broke records, you know, I went around breaking records, every company I joined, everything I sold, I broke records, and it was because I was using these techniques I had studied, and and back then I never dreamed I'd be teaching these techniques to people, wow. <laughs> I never thought about it, but what happened is, over the years, uh, I got, eventually I got uh, adrenal burnout from mm-hmm. doing sales and marketing for so long, and 
came down with a whole bunch of mystery illnesses, and the mystery illnesses were basically caused by stress. And at the time, I didn't realize that that was what was going on. But once I started researching heavily into alternative ways to heal myself, um, because doctors had failed me, I, I couldn't really get a lot of help from the doctors I was seeing. So I started going and researching, and I kind of became a little obsessive-compulsive with it, just researching sure. everything I could about healing because I was so determined to heal myself. And what I realized was, you know, in order to heal, you have to get rid of the stress. You have to manage the stress because they're saying that stress causes 95% of illness in the body. Mm. And and it's such a terrible statistic. The, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, is saying 85%, but Dr. Bruce Lipton, who who's the one who pioneered all this, Mm-hmm. He he says ninety five percent or more. I even saw him speak live here in Seattle, and and he was going on and on about that. But but the thing is, is that I had to get to the root of all of the illness, and the root of the illness was the stress. And so I started working on myself. I started healing myself. I, I healed my adrenals. I healed just tons of things that were going on in me. And as I was doing that, I came to this realization um, several years later that there was a purpose for all this. It wasn't about me burning out and getting sick, and it really wasn't about me at all. It was about my purpose on the planet. I I discovered my purpose was I was put here to heal people. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I actually went through all the illnesses I went through and I went through the the protocol that I did or the, the, the... how do you want to say, the events that led me to where I am now is because I was building all my knowledge and wisdom to be able to go out into the world and and teach people what not to do and what to do to to live longer and be healthier, be happier, and, you know, just have a better life. And I was kind of um, in training for that at the time, but I, I just really didn't realize it until one day when it was kind of like um, an epiphany, Where, you know, the universe just spoke to me and said, Kimberly, you were put here to heal people. Your brain was filled with the knowledge of Solomon. It wasn't filled with the knowledge of Solomon to help yourself. Mm -hmm. It was filled with all that knowledge to go out and help others. And, you know, the little voices or, you know, what they call that still inner voice said, get your butt out there and start helping people. Right. (laughs) And so I started working on that. So then I started questioning well, what are some things I can do? So one of the things was I had to get certified somehow, and there really wasn't a certified stress management coaching program or any type of program for that whatsoever. The only thing that I could find was I had been meditating for you know many years, and that's what really helped me with my stress management. And there was meditation programs where you could go and get certified. So I went back to school. I went to college for a year mm-hmm. through the University of Holistic theology and I got accredited I got my little certificate or as they used to call it lambskin or whatever sheepskin or whatever they called it that because I guess way back when they would write on you know a piece of of, of I think they actually part. they used actual sheeps and they, they they didn't even remove the skin you know yeah. sheep hanging from your wall right yeah I, I I'm not sure I just know way back when at some point there was something involving sheep and and, and graduating yeah. from the university so so I, I had to have that because you and I both know in corporate America and pretty much all over the planet, people, unless you have some kind of credit, credits after your name, you know, MA, MBA, whatever, you know, PhD, people don't want to, they don't want to look at you. So, so I went and I got that. I started teaching meditation classes. And the biggest thing that I found out from my clients were they were all stressed out. They were all mm-hmm. really stressed out. And so I started uh, working on teaching them and, you know, helping them individually, like coaching them one-on-one mm-hmm. for stress. And I didn't realize it at the time that that's really what I was supposed to be doing. That was really supposed to be the, the um, you know, main function of my business and as time went on, it just got bigger and bigger that, you know, I kept finding all these people who were sick. I did some, some health coaching for a while. I had to quit that um, recently. But in the health coaching, what I found out is everybody who has health coaching was just so stressed out. And um, so I just I started working on my new program. It's taken me two and a half years to develop it. But I, I've basically come up with a stress management technique 
system that nobody on planet Earth has. Nobody really? has this program. Yeah, and I mean, I've I've researched my competition over and over again. If you go on online and look at stress management, there's thousands of people teaching about workplace and ergonomics and stress, emotional stress and relationship, marriage stress, and mm-hmm. then, you know, there's different subjects, but nobody is covering all the bases. My program is the only program on the planet right now, as far as I know, I mean, unless there's some mystery one hiding out there, (laughs) that basically covers every type of stress. And when I say every type, there's four types, and that is physical stress, emotional Mm -hmm. stress, chemical stress, and environmental stress. Mm -hmm. And And then the environmental stress is broken down into two categories, which is environment at home and environment at work. And and the the truth of the matter is when you heal, and I found this out for myself when I was healing myself, that everybody wants a magic bullet. Mm-hmm. They want a magic bullet. And there is no one thing, there is no one program or one technique or one thing that will help everybody. You need what they call triage, right. which is basically a mixture of different protocols and that is how I healed, was I used several different programs. I used meditation, I used diet, I used exercise, I used um, cognitive behavioral therapy, I used emotional freedom technique, you know, just a whole bunch of different right. things. And, and are these all different areas that you've uh, gotten training in? You know, I've taken courses. I mm-hmm. haven't gotten certified in those mm-hmm. areas, but I've taken tons of courses in okay. all those areas. So, um, yeah, I have a lot of years of training, a lot of years of research into nutrition and diet and Mm -hmm. exercise, uh, but I just don't have any certification, which is why I'm not doing health coaching anymore because it's not, um, you know, they don't have a good program to do that. And, you know, unless you have those special things, people just, they don't look at you. So so back, back to what I was saying about the triage, my program is called the Peace Stress Management System, and mm-hmm. it stands for the physical, emotional, chemical, environmental. Nobody on the Internet is providing such a thing. There is no such thing. Right. And so, so the thing is, is that if you if you solve just work workplace stress, so let's say you know you're you have diabetes, and you think, oh well, if I get rid of my stress at work, my diabetes will go away. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Because when you come home, you have stress at home. You have family members that annoy you. You have dogs that die. You have relatives that pass away. You've got cars that get broken down. Every person on planet Earth has stressful events happen to them. Yes. So it's learning how to deal with and perceive, not just learning how to, to deal with, but learning how to perceive, changing your perception mm-hmm. that that makes a difference. I want to ask you a question. Is all stress bad? No, no. There's actually good stress. Oh, tell me. So, so, so there's there's bad stress would be bad stress would be stuff like you know your dog dies or you lose your job, right? That's right. Bad stress. Mm-hmm. There's there's good stress too, like um, training for an, for an Olympic event, mm-hmm. or you know because that's physical stress on your body, but right. for a good purpose, and it's not going to harm you. It's going to get you in better shape, but it does. It is kind of stressful when sure. you're training for an athletic mm-hmm. event. Um, there's also stressful things like um, just having conflict with, the, you know, meeting a person who doesn't always agree with you. That can right. be a little bit stressful. But but that shouldn't make you sick, you know, because, again, it's a perception. And, mm-hmm. and what, what the scientists say is that a little stress is good for you because otherwise you'd be bored silly and mm-hmm. you'd probably die from boredom. <laughs> So there are things that happen during our day, like the phone ringing at a bad time when it shouldn't ring, you know, that kind of stuff that just kind of sets you off guard. Those are the little stressful things Mm -hmm. that I call it good stress because it's stress, but it doesn't harm you. It doesn't hurt you on a physical level. The the types of stress that are going to hurt you on a physical level are things like staring at a computer until midnight every night because I don't know if you know it, it um, stimulates your frontal cortex and then you can't sleep. It's like mm. drinking 20 pots of coffee. So that would, by the way, that you're, you're talking to the, to that guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, with the coffee and the, the, the computer on until, uh, yeah, you know, and then one last game with, of words with friends. I can just one more. 
Right. One more. I got it. One more round. You and Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Alec, I, my, in fact, my goal and my new goal in life is to play Alec Baldwin in Words with Friends. Oh my goodness! I'm putting it out to the universe, Alec. If you're listening, you know, hook <laughs> hook me up, man. A Porets. That's my uh, yeah, my love, username on Alec Words Baldwin. with Friends. Yeah, totally love that guy. He's he's funny. He's a funny guy. But um, yeah, it's um, you know that kind of thing is bad for you. Mm-hmm. What what the rule is on that, just for yourself or your own personal uh, knowledge, is usually within two to four hours. If you can handle four hours, great. But at least two hours before you go to sleep, you need to cut off all the video. Oh my God! Yeah, you need to just video. Cut it off. Yeah, any kind of screen stuff. You can watch TV, but you need to be far away, not really close. Uh-huh. You need to be watching something that's not going to get you all excited and upset like a, a police drama or something. You don't well, that is watch. one rule I do follow. I mean, in fact, my rule of, for, for TV, watching TV at night is it has to be funny, make me make me uh, laugh or giggle good, and get into a, a better state of mind. Uh, and no news after like 6 o'clock or so. Right. Right. Yeah, the news is the worst thing to watch before you go to bed. It's always, at least where I live, every day the news is so depressing. It's always somebody getting shot, mm-hmm. a plane crash. We've had several small planes crash around here. You know, it's just really, in fact, one of them crashed into a house in my neighborhood. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, the thing about uh, news is that I found that no matter what it is, it's good. first of all, it's going to be there tomorrow. There's going to mm-hmm. be just more of it or more details. But there was once this great cartoon I saw in a, in a newspaper. It was a, a cartoon of uh, uh, archaeologists finding uh, what appears to be the first ever newspaper, you know, on a, on a stone. And, the, and one guy says, are you able to decipher the, the headline? It's like thousands of years old. It says, yes, it says, uh, trouble in Middle East. <laughs> so, I mean, in other words, nothing has changed. It's right. going to be there tomorrow, folks. So. You don't have to read the news right now. You can go to bed, and it'll be waiting for you. Yep. First thing, my husband has has a a little thing that he does where, you know, first thing early in the morning before he goes to work, he gets on the computer, and I think he looks at MSN or one of those and reads all the news. Mm -hmm. Or he actually gets the newspaper, and he sits down, and he reads it in the morning um, with his cup of uh, of hot tea or Mm -hmm. whatever. We're We're not coffee drinkers. We're tea drinkers, but um, but that's what what he does, and and that's fine because then his mind is all going and going and going. But it should be going because then he's going to do better at work. And and to be honest, it, it does the opposite effect when you have coffee and you look at the news early in the morning. That's going to create the office, opposite effect for you. So that's mm. actually going to stimulate your brain where you want it because yeah. when you go to work, you want to be alert at your job, right? So so that's the perfect thing to do before you go to work is, you know, read the news, play a video game. I mean, you could play a video game. It's going to get your brain all stimulated mm-hmm. and ready to go, and you'll probably be sharper at your job. But but right before bedtime, so stressful to your body, so stressful to your mind, and to your eyes. It's very stressful to your eyes. Mm. I, I had to recently go get computer glasses just because my eyes were, were stressing out from the computer. <laughs> You know, I, I have a question that I don't know that can possibly be answered. Um, okay. But just going back in time a little bit to when you were talking about how you had been involved in sales and marketing and experiencing, uh, you know, a burnout and adrenal burnout from the whole experience and all the things that you've since learned about stress management and meditation, all these things. If you knew those things then, what would there have been a different result? Do you think? Oh, heck yes. Heck yes. Yeah, because first of all, most of my stress that was happening was because of the way I was perceiving um, things like rejection or like um, um, just conflict uh, Mm -hmm. that I was having at work. I had a lot of conflict situations in the job. I had some bosses that were pretty psychotic. And I'm sure everyone who's listening to this radio show right now has had at least one boss in their life that they could uh, term as being a wacko boss. Okay. <laughs> we we all have these bad bosses, you know, sure. the one the ones that you would like to send to the moon on a on a, ro- a one way rocket ship. Mm-hmm. But um, but I had several of them during my sales career, and 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 it's not that I would have been able to get rid of them by knowing what I know now. It's just that I would have my perception of, of everything would have changed and the way I dealt with them would have changed because one of the things I do in my business uh, if somebody scores high on the assessment, I do an assessment and if they mm-hmm. score high with the boss with the boss area, having difficulties with bosses we, we, we work on that 
we we work on how do you communicate with your boss? How do you what do you do so that your boss doesn't stress you out? And I didn't know these things back then, but now I know them. So so yeah, there I think things would be different to a certain extent. There's some things you can never change. You sure. can just never change. But going back, I mean, I've said this over and over. If I only knew 20 years ago what I know now, I would have been so much more successful. Even, you know, my course, my other new course, which is Mind Power Techniques for Successful Sales and Marketing, you know, if I would have known those Mind Power Techniques 25 years ago instead of just learning them in the last, oh, 10 years or so, 10, 15 years, Mm -hmm. then you know my sales career would have been just i would have been making six figures the whole time it would have been awesome so so there's a lot of a lot of you know things you say you wish you could go back but but with stress there there's some things you can fix and some things you can't and really it's a lot about the perception how you're perceiving changing changing how i how did i perceive things 20 years ago versus how am i perceiving things now i don't right. let things bother me the way they did i used to let things affect me i used to take everything personal and i don't do that anymore because i've learned the skills you know that teach you not to take it personal so that's the big issue i think for a lot I, uh, there's probably a lot of people listening right now or, or that will be listening to the replay mm-hmm. that have had issues with at some point in their life with taking things personal that is a real big one for stress. And speaking of people listening, I, I'm just going to put it out again. If anybody is listening right now on the live call here in March of 2013, the phone number is 646-929-2893. And if you call, you need to press the number one if you want to ask me a question or if you want to ask Kimberly a question. Uh, for example, we have somebody on the, uh, who's on the line that apparently does not have a question. So I'm just going to let you know if you're calling in and you want to speak, comment, ask a question, just press 1. Okay. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. So uh, I, you have a lot of uh, things that I wrote down from your site that I found very fascinating. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some of the things that you are involved in that you do, uh, uh, so I, I took down the bullet points. So we're gonna. I'd like to go through them with you. Sure. Okay. The, like the first one, uh, you describe mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So tell me more about that. So mindfulness. You know, this is one of the things when you were asking if I could do something different. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, if there was one thing I could do differently in my life and and turn the clock back. 20 plus years, it would be, uh, I wish I knew mindfulness. Mindfulness is what I studied to get my certification. Mm-hmm. And um, I had I had studied, there's 108 different types of meditation. Some of them are religious, some of them are not religious, some are, you know, affiliated with different, you know, spiritual organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, mindfulness is the one that is kind of transgress, transcends every, um, every culture, every nationality, every religion. What it is is it's, present moment awareness it's just being present in your body being present right now at the second not worrying about the future not thinking about your past just being here right now and i I, my old me you know i was in sales and marketing and of course you know people who are in sales and marketing are typically type a personalities and and as type a personalities we tend to worry a lot We, tend to, we worry a lot about the future. We also think about, oh, did that sales call I made earlier, I wonder if it went well, or I should have done this different, I should have done that. You know, you ruminate that stuff in your head about, you know, what should I have done differently in that sales presentation? Right. And 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 then worrying about the future. Am I going to make my quota this month? Oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? And, you know, if I would have had those skills, that would have made me a much more grounded, calmer salesperson if I knew those skills back then. So so what I've learned is mindfulness is just all the world when it comes to stress management because what stresses most people out is that constant worrying about what's going to happen next. That's really mm-hmm. a big one. And so what that does is that just puts you in the moment when you learn how to live mindfully. Mindfulness is not just a meditation. It's also a way of life. So, for example, when you're eating an apple, you're paying attention to the flavor, the texture, the consistency, the the smell, the color. You know, you're letting all your senses take over. And you're just focusing on what is happening right now. Right now I'm crunching a delicious, sweet, fragrant apple. Whereas, 
you know, the old me would have been sitting there eating my apple, mm-hmm. ruminating on, oh, my gosh, I have ten loads of laundry to do, mm-hmm. and why did I say that stupid thing to my boss this morning, and, you know, that type mm-hmm. of thing. So, so that that's what mindfulness is. Mindfulness is all about being in the present, being, you know, having your mind physically present, but also being physically present in your body as well and having, you know, body awareness and and that type of thing. You know, you're making me. Like I had I had a recent experience where I had a tremendously stressful uh, thing where I couldn't sleep because I kept on thinking about what was going to happen in the morning when I when I faced something and some people and had to just have, be completely open and honest and say this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And it was a you know very very stressful. Could not sleep. I would say probably an hour. Out of eight. Wow. And there's a there's an example like what you know what type of thing might might I have what kind of tool do I wish I had right now uh, right. then and that that uh, that's a question by the way. Well, actually, I have a great answer for that question, and this yes. is something to all the everybody who's listening and will listen as well as yourself. And this is what I use now when, when I'm having problems with what they call um, monkey brain or clutter mind, yes, powder brain, brain you know, at bedtime. <laughs> when you go to bed and you're ruminating on all this stuff and you're thinking about, oh, what am I going to do tomorrow and what about all the stupid – I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I've gone to bed upset with myself about something stupid I said or did that day and then thinking about it and how it could have been different and mm-hmm. replaying it. You know, people do these instant replays oh, yeah. over and over and over again mm-hmm. in their mind. So so what you do, the minute you do that, is you have to tell yourself, literally talk to yourself and say, stop, I am not here to do this. And you literally have to say this to yourself, I am not here to be thinking about this right now, I'm here to be sleeping. And then what you do is you do what mindfulness is, is you're focusing on your breathing. Now, now you can also be focusing on music, you can pop on a a headset and listen Uh to some sleeping a sleeping CD, there's plenty of them out there, a lot of sleep meditation CDs. But what I like to do is just focusing on my breathing, just focusing. Mm. And and I actually taught this to my son. He was having issues sleeping for years. Taught this to him, and now he's out cold. The minute his head hits the pillow, and it's to the point where he doesn't even have to use the exercise anymore. Wow. You, you You close your eyes, you focus on your breathing. And every time your mind drifts off to... Oh my God! I have to face those people in the morning. What am I? The minute you catch yourself doing that, immediately you pull your attention back to your breathing, and it, you may have to do that several times. And and it's practice makes perfect. So mm-hmm. there's no rule for for how long this should take you to get good at it or anything like that. You're not in a competition. Right. You're you're just practicing it every night, and the more and more you do it, the more awesome you're going to get at it. And before you know it, you'll be a powerhouse of mindfulness at bedtime. And the minute your head hits the pillow, you'll just You'll be out, and you you won't even have to think about doing it. But but it, you do have to practice, and it can take you know a while. And every human is different. Mm-hmm. Some people adjust in a day or two, some weeks, some months, and some you know could take a long time. Wow. But the majority of people usually after doing this, I, I mean, I've gotten reports back from people that usually within a week they're sleeping so much better than they used to sleep just by by practicing that. So I'll tell you, for people who, ha- I mean, I- I'm sure that I am not at all alone in being that, having that kind of thing. Uh, there must be millions of people whose brains don't shut up with crap like that. Right. That uh, uh, that kind of thing alone would be the, the greatest gift for somebody, for somebody, somebody for, for a reason to, for example, to, to give you a call, that might be one of the biggest reasons right there. Right, right. And, and you know, sleeplessness is one of the number one causes of heart disease, diabetes, mm. overweight. Uh, there have been so many studies showing that if you don't get eight hours of sleep at night, you really harm your body. And, and when I do my stress management seminar that I give, I talk about physical stress and all the different types of physical stressors. And one of the big ones is, is getting eight hours of sleep. If you're not mm. getting eight hours of sleep, you're you're stressing your body out on so many levels. You're stressing your brain out. You're messing up your hormones. Your hormones get out of whack. Not just your your sleep hormones, but also your male female hormones. You can wind up throwing women can wind up throwing themselves in the early menopause if they're consistently right. not sleeping. So um, you know, I've heard stories of women who were trying to get pregnant who couldn't couldn't, and the main reason they couldn't is because they weren't sleeping well at night. And once they started to sleep well at night 
they got pregnant. <laughs> so, oh, imagine that. Yeah, yeah. And and so, yeah, that is a big one. And, and there's a lot of other things I do mm. with sleep. I actually have a whole sleep protocol that I um, can send listeners. If any, any listeners uh, are having, you know, an issue with sleep, um, if they're if they want to work with me, I have an entire sleep protocol that mm-hmm. I do with them that that involves every you know a lot of different things that involve like I told you before I'm really into this triage approach which is not just one magic bullet is going to work you have to do several different things so we look at what kind of diet are you eating and how does that affect how you're sleeping at night there's a whole bunch of foods you can put into your your body and drinks that that will make you sleep like a rock <laughs> wow. So so we look at all of that. And the big one, of course, is what to do with your mind, shutting your mind off and calming mm-hmm. it down. And, and that's where the meditation comes in. And the CDs are several CDs I recommend that are really good for sleeping. And even some hypnosis stuff is good. Mm. Yeah, I've thought about doing that. Yeah. Now, you have uh, a couple of things where you mention you visual, you know, visualization for your goals and health. Right. But the one that thing that right after that guided meditation, take a mental vacation to Hawaii and mm-hmm. other locations, which yep. just made me think of of the movie Total Recall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, trip to Mars. It's very much like that, actually. Um, and I and it's funny because I've had so many of my students in my I teach weekly meditation classes, and so many of my students have have commented to me and said, Kimberly. When are you going to get me a CD of this thing? It's so great. I want to play it over and over and over. Mm. Because I I do guided vacations to Hawaii and guided vacations to Cancun. And some of the people have never been to these places before, and they just Mm -hmm. love it. And then there's some who have been, and and they love it because they're recalling all of the the beauty and splendor of what they remember from their trip. And, And they're so detailed that the people can actually visualize it because I make it I mean, every little detail is included, you know, what the birds sound like, what they look like, what the what the flora looks like, you know, the, the sand, the color of the sand, the feel of the sand, you know, just all of that. It, it's very detailed. But, but yeah, I really enjoy doing that with people. It's, it's a great thing for stress relief. It's mm-hmm. a great thing for um, people who want to take a vacation from their work really bad and can't. Uh, this is a really good yeah. way to do it. <laughs> wow, vacation in a vacation in a, on a on a on a on a CD card or something, right? Something like that. Now, do you have a special you know kind of voice you use for that? Yeah, I you know when whenever I teach meditation classes of any variety, or I'm teaching relaxation techniques in a one-on-one session with a with a stress um, stress relief you know client. Uh, I, I definitely change my my voice and you know talk more smooth and calm. Mm. And you are now lying on the beach. Mm. Focus your attention on your top of your head, and you know just talk in a more. I think it's more of a breathier, quieter right. voice. So uh, you know, I also have an acting background too. So that oh, okay, helps. cool. <laughs> I, you know, I can imagine the late great Bob Ross doing these. Remember Bob Ross? Oh yeah. <laughs> to put happy trees. It's your painting. You could put the happy trees wherever you want. Put some Van Dyke brown in there. Yep. And that I think people could probably I would I could probably use just those old Bob Ross shows as a sleep aid. <laughs> that that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I would use that as a sleep aid. Well, maybe uh, not. It's, it's an idea. There's some it, shows on PBS that definitely would make good sleep aids. This is true. <laughs> now, you, you talk about energy balancing, clearing, and healing. What does that mean? Okay, so, you know, some people refer to it as chakras. Um, I try to avoid the term chakra because I the type of clients I serve are all walks of life, and I even have... A lot of people who are from certain religious backgrounds that if you say mm-hmm. the word chakra, they run for the moon because it um, puts visions of, of stuff in their mind that they don't 
buy you know buy into or they don't like. But basi- basically, your chakras or your energy centers, as I call them, um, and some people associate them as, are you have seven of them, and it has to do with the fact that your whole body, your whole you have what's called a bioenergy field. You have a physical body and you have an mm-hmm. energy body. And you, you and I both know there's a whole science now on energy medicine and the energy field, and you know this whole quantum physics thing. And so what they've proven, and and Louise Hay is a big one uh, on this, is that your emotions affect all of of your body. They affect you on a physical level, and they affect Mm -hmm. you on on a spiritual level, and they affect you on an energetic level. And what scientists have proven is that sickness happens in the energy field before it happens in the physical field. So what happens is first you get emotionally distraught, then your energy starts to um, get unbalanced, basically out of balance, as mm-hmm. they would say in Chinese when you know they talk about qi, balancing your qi when they mm-hmm. do acupuncture. A lot of this has to do with Chinese, um, ancient Chinese traditions, ancient India. It, it really comes out of India and, and China is where this all comes from. But um, they've been practicing this energy balancing for thousands and thousands of years with great success. And so it just happens to do with learning about the types of emotions that are associated with each energy center and and learning how to clear them out, clear away any of the garbage, as I call it, and open them up and balance them. Hmm. And what happens is some people get immediate healing, like some people who have had issues that have been going on for um, years. I, I had a woman, I'll give you an example. Okay. I had a woman who... Um, she was in a meditation class of mine, and she was choking throughout the whole class, just coughing and coughing her head off and interrupting everyone, and, and they were getting annoyed. They were getting very annoyed. She was a lovely woman, just a wonderful woman, very spiritual, wonderful woman. I, I talked to her, and I asked her, what's going on with your throat? She had been from doctor to – she was like me many years ago, where I went from doctor to doctor to doctor and no answer. No, I mean, they checked her for allergies. They checked her for – uh, what's that horrible disease where you're coughing all the time? Tuberculosis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they checked her for that. They checked her for um, asthma. They checked her for uh, throat cancer. Mm. They, they ran every test known to man on this poor lady. I felt terrible for her, and they couldn't give her an answer. And you you and I both know this because I, I mentioned this earlier, that uh, when you have physical problems that the doctors have no solution for, chances are it is stress-related. Mm. <laughs> Because why do you think the doctors don't know the answer? Because it's not it's not a mainstream illness. It's not like a virus or right. a broken foot or, or something like that. It's not something they can just fix. And and it's not something they can operate on. So I had a session with her. I said, Let me I said, do this for me. I said, you know, have a session with me and I promise you I I know I can help you. So I had a session with this woman and I started asking her questions about her, you know, emotional stuff and her life and what's going on at home. Go to find out she's having a lot of difficulties with her daughter and they're arguing a lot and she she's not able to get off her chest. You know the term of getting it off your chest? Yeah, sure. Or, or choking down your emotion is my favorite one. Mm. When you're choking down your emotions. So you want to tell somebody what's on your mind and instead you're choking it down or you're you know, you're holding it in and you're not you're not speaking your truth. And so the throat chakra or the throat energy center is all about communication and it's all about speaking your truth. And when you're not speaking your truth and you, you are swallowing all those emotions and you're not getting them out and off your chest, then you start having issues with your throat. And they can be thyroid issues. They can be actual throat issues like coughing. Mm -hmm. They can be bronchitis. They can be asthma, sinus problems, jaw problems, teeth problems. All of those issues are all related to the throat chakra. And so what happened is we worked on helping her release the issues with with her daughter, you know, I explained it to her and I told I gave her some I guess you can say some advice on what she needed to say and what she needed to do and and to practice at home to change this energy. She went she went home the next day, she practiced it all um and then she came back to class. Oh, this was like oh, a month or two later, and I asked her, "What happened to your throat?" are you still choking? She said, no, I'm not choking anymore. 
And I said, well, what happened? She said, you healed me. Wow. <laughs> I said, no, I didn't heal you. You healed you. And she goes, no, you healed me. And I said, I said, no, really. You know, it, it was just all about me pointing out to her what was what the cause was of her problem. And and part of the healing just has to do with just finding out what the cause is, what the main root of the problem is. And sometimes people just heal just immediately by knowing the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. And and then and then the fact that she did what I told her to do. She went and spoke the words I told her to use. I told her exactly how to, to talk to her daughter. You know, this is what you need to say to her. This is what you need to do. She did all that. And now her relationship with her daughter is terrific. And she hasn't coughed ever since. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so so that's what energy balancing and healing is all about. It's it's all about finding out what the emotions are and working on clearing them out. Um, I also do a chakra or energy balancing meditation um, with a seminar where I, I first go over all of the emotional issues. I, I teach people how to scan their body and figure out what's wrong you know, what's wrong where. Mm-hmm. And then we um, have them lay down on their bed or sit on their chair, and then I, I take them through a guided, um, an actual guided uh, visualization um, to clear to clear out all of their energies and balance them. Very cool. Yeah, and, and when I do it in person, I'm actually able to test them to see what is out of balance. I have mm-hmm. a tool that I can use that I kind of wave over the top of each if i have them lie down i actually wave it over the top of each of their energy centers and i can tell them immediately what is out of balance and then what we do is we do the balancing on them and then after we do the balancing we reach we retest them again and a hundred percent of the time everything comes out perfect now i have a couple areas i want to get to but i got i did get a question sure from the chat room chat room chat room um, what kind of companies do you work with? Is there a size or kind of business that you specialize with? You know, uh, the kind of business I work with is anything from a one-person business on up to maybe like 300 employees. Uh, I haven't graduated yet to Microsoft. One of mm-hmm. these days. Okay. <laughs> I live 20-minute drive from Microsoft. Um, you know, my goal is someday to maybe make it in there. The problem with that is if I there's so many thousands. What do they have? 600,000 employees. Uh-huh. If if I worked with a Microsoft, I wouldn't be able to work with anyone else because all my time would be taken up with Microsoft. And what about a Starbucks? So um, it, it's the aren't same they over thing. there too? Yeah, they're here too. Yeah, they have. You know, Starbucks would be a little bit, maybe a little bit more manageable, but it wouldn't be on an international level like right. all of the, you know, it would be the corporate headquarters office, which really doesn't have that many. Their cor- their corporate office doesn't have that much employees. Their employees are all in their locations. That they well, I don't have. know, Howard Schultz might uh, might need your help. Yeah. <laughs> he, and he and he's a New York guy, so he, he's a stressed out New Yorker guy in the doing the coffee business. Right. Right. Yeah. He. I, I. I. actually. My personal belief in that is that anybody running a company needs stress management. Yeah. Anybody running a company, and I don't care if it's a one-person company mm-hmm. or a five-hundred-thousand-person company. If you're running a company, that is basically the most stressful job that you could have next to probably being a police officer or fire, you know, or a doctor or something. It, it's it's very stressful. You're you're responsible for all those people, their lives, their paychecks. It, mm-hmm. It's really a lot of responsibility. Um I, I guess actually the most the most stressful job in the whole country would be president of the United States, but um not sure if he'd want me to come work with him. <laughs> yeah, that might be a that might be a challenge. A challenge, to say the least. Yeah, but no, I, I work with anything from a one-person company on up to a three, three hundred employee company. Beyond that, it gets a little difficult because then I'm not, I'm going to be focusing my whole, you know, time schedule gotcha. on just one entity. So. And it's just, you know, it's, it's just not fair to the rest of the world. No, because you know my my motto is healing the planet one person at a time, right. and I can't heal the planet if I'm only working on Starbucks. So exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you about a couple of other areas. Uh, sure. th- this one is really I've never heard of this before, and which doesn't mean that it's not really out there. It just that I've never heard of it. Pregnancy meditation. Oh yeah. 
I have I've never heard of that before. So t- is is that is that big or is that something that um, you created? Yeah, Tell me about that. It's a pretty big thing actually. There's a lot of scientific studies that mm-hmm. show that women who meditate while they're pregnant, first of all, meditation has hundreds of health benefits, everything from lowering your blood pressure to mm-hmm. keeping your circulation and your heart healthy, you know, helping you sleep better at night, helping you focus and concentrate. But for a pregnant mother, I don't uh, know if you've ever seen this video, but Dr. Bruce Lipton, when he came to Seattle, he actually showed a video um, that was filmed in Italy. It was a commercial uh, that they showed in Italy, and it was a pregnant woman fighting with her husband. And the baby, was they were having an uh, ultrasound on the baby, and they were showing how the baby reacted to the fighting. And the baby was just bouncing all over the place. And it, it was so horrifying that everybody in the audience gasped. Mm. There was... 2,000 people there, they all gasped at the same time in horror watching a video of a baby. And so what he said is that when you are in the womb, you hear everything that's going on. And when your mother is stressed out, you get you actually get the result of that. Because when, when the mother is stressed out, she's releasing cortisol stress hormone into her body, which is um, causing you know future diabetes. It's messing up her blood sugar. It's messing up her heart rate. It's messing up her blood pressure. It's you know messing up every cell and molecule in her body when she's stressed out, and all mm-hmm. of that is going right to the baby. So babies, a lot of babies, what they've proven is uh, when you have a mother who's stressed out, you wind up with a baby who's got this is really sad and awful, but all sorts of health issues. They pop out with with maybe they pop out with, um, I don't know, cerebral palsy, or they pop out with uh, ADD or ADHD. That's actually the biggest, one of the biggest causes of stress is the AD, ADD, ADHD, and the autism stuff. When that baby's in the womb and the mother is completely stressed out, she she has a really high chance of having a baby born with some sort of disorder. So meditation is so important in every way because it helps you balance your emotions it helps you calm down and chill out and relax. It helps you have a healthy blood pressure. Um, helps you sleep better. It, you know, it just helps in so many ways that it's it's probably one of the best things that any mom can do for herself and her child. Got Does that it. Answer that question. Yeah, yeah that's good. Now, you know, going to to the next level. I mean, you're talking about pregnancy, but. Those those pregnancies lead to children, right? And you do kids meditation. Now I have <laughs> never heard of that. And oh, I tell you this: it sounds like I wish that such a, a thing existed when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, so what you what I what you say in your site is that. Studies show that mindfulness helps kids to focus and concentrate better in school, also helps with stronger immune systems, ADD, ADHD, anxiety, mild depression, anger, post-traumatic stress disorder, insomnia, and many other benefits for kids. Now, I can't imagine that anybody who's a a parent and is having a stressed-out kid wouldn't think, oh, i got to get this kid into into this. And Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about... Another yet another thing involving drugs. You're talking about something that could actually make a huge difference in right. the world. This is this is this is really big. Right, and and not just that, but studies show that that mindfulness meditation actually heals, completely cures mild depression and anxiety better than drugs. Better than drugs. So if you if you're somebody who knows this and understands that, why would you choose drugs over meditation? Knowing right. knowing all the side effects and knowing all the the horror that comes out of the drug industry, you know, all the lawsuits that are going on for people dying from taking these drugs. So so yeah, children do great with meditation and and most kids are only good for 5 minutes. They can work their way up to 15. Uh teenagers do great with normal kind of adult type of meditation, which is 20, 20 minutes. But kids are, are good for 5 to 15 minutes. And, and I, I train my kids, both of them. They both are really good meditators. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, and, and pretty much it's what I teach kids, there's only two types of meditations I teach kids. Okay. I teach kids mindfulness, of course, which is just focusing on either their breathing. I let them choose between focusing mm-hmm. on their breathing or music, listening to music, because kids love music. And um and and then visualization and kids love 
pirate stories. They love pirate stories. So so I do kind of a modified version of my Hawaii vacation when I do that with them, except I take them on a pirate adventure for Lost Treasure. <laughs> I want to go on a pirate adventure, yeah. too. Yeah, they they love it. They love it. I do guided pirate treasure adventure meditations for kids, and they just love it, and the parents love it. And the parents, um, you know, ask for I've, – I've got to get CDs of these things made. I, I don't have CDs made yet, but it is in the – it's a work in progress. It's happening. So by the end of yeah. – I promise you by the end of this year, I'm going to have everything that I teach on a CD available on my website. Oh, that's, that's awesome. By the way, I do know that uh, that Facebook has – you know, if you go to the if – you, if you're on Facebook and you go to the bottom of the screen – where you can choose the language that you use Facebook uh, in mm-hmm. because it's, it's you know it's in hundreds of countries. One of the languages on Facebook, a lot of people don't know this, is Pirate English, and I'm not pirate? making this up. Oh, you so got every kidding. all your your notifications will be. It's time to walk the plank with this one, you know. Oh God. Uh, well, you uh, you've been invited to a grog fest on the twenty third. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! You know, I love I love pirates and I love pirate movies, but I never had any clue that Facebook did such a thing. But I wouldn't. It's, you know, you I'm know not some surprised. goofy programmer there did it, and they, and, you know, probably there's something called International Talk Like a Pirate Day, which happens once yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. And that's I, I will usually around that time I will put that on my Facebook for for a few days until I get really tired of it, which I will. <laughs> but it's. Uh, <laughs> But while it's happening, I just really because my little in my inner child, uh, as uh, as all children, love uh-huh. pirates. So. I, I'm madly in love with pirates. I I've seen the Pirates of the Caribbean movies probably at least fifty times, <laughs> and um and I'll probably see them fifty more times because I I just love pirates. I even got a real a documentary that's on uh, Blackbeard that I that I bought my kids, and it's it's pretty hardcore. I mean, there's a lot mm. of violence, but. Um, but it's a real story of Blackbeard, and it's really quite fascinating. It was Discover Channel, I think it was mm-hmm. Discover or History Channel that put that thing out. And um, yeah, I love pirates. Pirates, you know, it's it's a really good way to help people to relax. I think I talked with you before um, about laughter is the best medicine. That Absolutely. Was the Digest, and you know, pirates invoke a lot of laughter too. <laughs> They're they're funny, you know. They're kind of goofy. They talk silly. That whole arg thing, you know, it's pretty darn silly. And and it gets it typically will generate at least a smile out of someone. Oh sure. So um you know and in my business I use a lot a, a lot of humor to heal people. It is so healing when I when I do my stress management seminar. Half of my stress management seminar is almost like a stand up comedy act because I. By the time I'm done, everybody is just laughing, and they've got pink, rosy color in their cheeks, and they're all smiling ear to ear. You know, when I walk in the door, they all look like a funeral home. You know, it's a stress management seminar, so they're all really serious when I walk in. And they think I'm going to be like a, like a you know, madam professor, and I'm going to present this whole serious thing about stress management. And I, and I immediately start in with the funny stuff, and, and I get them to laugh and to relax and, and enjoy. And, and, it's, and it's marvelous. It creates so much healing in the room. You can actually feel the energy, hmm. feel, feel the, the feel-good, happy, little warm fuzzies floating through the air. <laughs> ah, shiver me timbers. <laughs> Walk the plank. Uh, yes, and before, before we have you walk the plank, because we're down to our last uh, last ten minutes or so, uh, you have one more area that I uh, thought was interesting: customized spiritual and Bible meditations for churches. Now, okay. tell me about that. So, okay, like I told you, there's 108 different types of meditation, and um, you know, I'm. I I myself am a Christian um mm-hmm. currently that's my my um my current religion or my current belief is I'm a Christian and and the one thing that I've made it an effort to do is to teach people how to hear God's voice right. and I personally have learned to do this it's taken me years of meditating but I I actually you know get direction from what they call the Holy Spirit I call it Holy Spirit power I'm I'm working on Holy Spirit power but I get I get direction, and and what happens is people all have this monkey mind clutter going on in their brains, and they're not able to absorb the Bible. They're not able to listen to actually hear God give them direction or marching orders, 
they can't hear any of it because they've got too much going on. So there's there's quite a few different things I teach. First of all, I like to teach people how to actually learn to hear God's voice, which is right. all about teaching them how to quiet their brain down and get rid of all the clutter. And then once they do that, then they can pretty much hear him. Um, that's the first one. The second one is, what, you know, I was talking about the guided visualization. It works great for the Bible. There's a lot of people who have a really hard time digesting the Bible, and when you look at a story in the Bible, like let's say it's a story of Noah's Ark, and you close your eyes and you see the entire Bible story as a visual meditation, you actually, like a movie, you're basically making a movie in your mind when you're doing a visualization. Mm-hmm. So you've got this mind screen that's like a movie screen in your brain. And so you're putting the whole story of Noah and the ark up on this thing, and you start off at the beginning, and you go through all the animals, and you do all this. It's just incredible the impact that it has. It actually makes you feel like you were physically there, like you were actually there witnessing it as it happens. And it and it, it creates a lot more passionate experience for, for the, the person who's doing it. Um, the other thing is using prayer to get answers I mean, using meditation and prayer or prayer and meditation to actually to get the answer to your prayers. A lot of people complain, and it doesn't matter if they're Jewish or Buddhist or what, you know, because I can do this with any any um, religion, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, when people pray, they say, oh, God doesn't answer my prayers. Well, if you pray and you ask a question, you ask God for something like, should I get this job working for such and such aerospace company? You need to learn to shut your mouth and listen and hear the answer. Right. <laughs> and and so meditation is like a formal mouth-shutting device for people who just don't, you know, they have no patience, and they expect God to answer them right the second, and it does, it doesn't really... It doesn't happen that way. So so I will also teach people how to use meditation along with their prayer as a way to actually hear the answers to their prayers. Wow. That's, that's a big one. That's really big. That's very powerful. Yeah, it, it is. And, and and the thing is, is if every human on the earth did this stuff, imagine what a cool planet it would be. It would be a pretty cool planet. Yeah, because people would be more in tune with the creator and mm-hmm. you know and and I I have respect for all religions. I've studied world religion and I know about every single one of them. I've read the the Book of Mormon. I've read, you know, I've studied Buddhism when I was studying meditation because it was part of it. Uh you know, studied all these different religions. Um, you know, Judaism, you know, I speak and write Hebrew. You know, I've studied I've studied all of this stuff and and the thing is, is that every single human on the planet um, who pr- who prays is always complaining at some point of, you know, whether or not God is hearing them. I don't know if he's hearing me. I don't know if he's answering me. He's not answering me. And meditation is a great way to find out those answers. Great way to find mm. out. That's really huge. So now let's uh, very quickly, we need to get to what, is uh, uh, what's up for you next? What do you? What can? What would you like to offer to my listeners? Mm-hmm. So, so right now, um, what I'm working on, I'm working on writing my stress management book, which will be out hopefully next year, and that's going to be on my piece stress management um, system. I want it to be available to the world because, like I said, it's really hard to just go into one big company. But one way I can do that is through my stress. Uh, management book because if I put the program in there, I, you know, you could give a copy out to everyone in in, in the the company, and that's gonna gonna help them obviously. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to do that. Um, so that's what I'm working on. I'm working on that in my my newest program, which is Mind Power Techniques for Successful Sales and Marketing. Uh, it also works for teaching people how to accomplish their love love life goals, you know, relationship goals. If they're trying to attract a relationship, if they're trying to find a new job or new career, if they're trying to buy a house, um, trying to make money, you know, build their finances. It works for every single one of those, and so that's something I'm really focusing hard on. Um, and my offer this month to your client, or right now to to the people who are listening to the show is my Mind Power Techniques program, which is a two-hour uh, workshop, and, and I can do it via Skype 
for anybody who's listening out there. Um, you can use the telephone too, but it's a lot more effective with Skype so I can see what you're doing. And it's very action-packed. We, we do a lot of activities. We try out different types of meditations um, around the um, the goals that you're accomplishing. We do vision boards. We do goal, um, you know, writing up goals, learning ways, you know, to deal with your goals. There's just a lot involved. I normally charge $250 a person for this, but just for um, the viewers right now, I mean the viewers, the listeners, yes. <laughs> I am offering this for $75, which is what, like, oh, 75% off or something? That's quite a lot. So, Kimberly, yeah. I need to tell you that we have about 30 seconds left, and so mm-hmm. we're going to get cut off. Mm-hmm. But anybody who wants to uh, find out more about this offer, simply go to uh, Kimberly's webpage. Say it, please. Mm-hmm. It's http colon forward slash forward slash. You could just say www. Yeah, that works. whatever. Heal, it's, it's not a www, but that's okay. It works. It's, it's just it. heal, healyourmindbody.com. Yes. And it's just like it sounds, healyourmindbody.com. And um, under my bio, there's a About Me page. If you go down, there's a comment form. You can send me a comment and mention Coach Andrew. Say, I heard it on Coach Andrew. and okay. you get. I have to cut you off. We have five seconds. Thank you for being with me today, and we will be back here in one week. Sounds Thank great. Thank you so Perhaps. much, Kimberly. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye.